Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Do you think Justin Guarini watches Kelly Clarkson's talk show just like polishes a handgun? Like you think he's just like... (laughs) Every day at 2 p.m. <laughs> he whispers to himself, from Justin to Kelly. And then Kelly. just, oh, <laughs> he's mad. He's big mad. Yeah. The government growing babies. Microchips in your anus. All koala bears are racist. The ozone layer owes me money. Martians invented turkey stuff. Yep, yep, yep. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove that when Tony, Tony, Tony says Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again, what they're talking about is another drone strike in the Middle East. That's right. These motherfuckers are evil. They've been doing it for years. They're they're bad people. And we were singing along this entire time like that shit was cute, but it's not cute. They've murdered a lot of families. Shame on you, Raphael Sadiq. We'll never forgive you for how many people you've taken out of this world. Anyway, I'm your host, Langston Kerman, coming in hot. As always, that's that's sort of my thing. You guys are getting used to the way that I come in. And boy, do I come in hot every single time. But you know who's also going to come in hot. I got a good feeling about this one, y'all. I got a real good feeling. My guest today 
he's a motherfucker known for coming in hot. That's his, that's his whole vibe. He just comes in real cool and real hot at the exact same time. You guys know him from his super. I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I had the pleasure of being on it. his brand new podcast called NBA Storytime. He has a, another podcast called Air Buds. He's known in the industry as Mr. Sporty Spice. That was something he specifically told me to tell you all. And God damn it, do I believe it. He's hilarious. You're going to love him. Please give it up for Jamel Johnson. What's going on? Whoa, Langston. Thanks for having me. Sporty Spice is correct. You tell UTA, (laughs) you tell everybody at uh, CAA, you tell all them niggas. The Spice is back. The Spice is back. And it's scary hours. And and I got, and let me tell you another thing, Raphael, Sadiq. We we ain't even getting to the Lucy Pearl files. We ain't even getting to what Lucy Pearl did to the children. Oh, shit. I know what the Oaktown stroke is. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know what it is now. <laughs> yeah, we were sitting back thinking that was a sexual move. It was not. Fuck no. It's a move to the fucking button. Yeah. <laughs> knocking some knocking some heads off. <laughs> you just got a, a nuclear button hidden in one of his guitar strings. That man is a bad person. I, I'm sure uh, of it. Nah, that whole shit is diabolical. <laughs> also, if you hear me cough, I just smoked a bunch of weed before this, so it's well, fine. I, you know I'm using them. The organic papers don't agree with my my lungs. <laughs> oh, so you're you're more of a uh, just a, a poison papers kind of man. Just yeah, the old for sure. School. Bleach. Yeah, yeah. Put the bleach. Put the coating of bleach on it. Put the yeah. pesticides on it. Put sure. the Roundup on it. Just Dip it in Roundup. Weird asbestos that they had to put on yeah. it just to make it smell a certain way. I got you. Dust light. Put that on there. Put a little, you know, the touch of embalming fluid. <laughs> let's get wet. Just, Fuck it. Let's, yeah, just let's a do little, a little smack. Just a schmig sprinkle. <laughs> like, like if Emeril Nagasi did it, he wouldn't yell "bam." It was not even enough sure. for a bam. <laughs> a, a half a bam's worth. Is it a bop? No, no, no. It's a weekday. We're not about <laughs> to get that. We're not about to get that, Liddy. I love that. Okay, let's jump into this because you came with a conspiracy theory that I had long, and I guess to some extent still long believe it's a it's sort of a big one in the the black conspiracy theory youth. You know what I mean? You said my mama told me black people can't get lice because we use hair grease. Yeah. Like the lice can't survive when your hair is that good looking. You know mm. what I'm saying? So it, wait, <laughs> let's pause for a second because okay, no. you're framing. I, when you said hair grease, I presumed that you were going to suggest that these lice were slipping off, but you're instead suggesting that you look too damn good, and the lice are like, "I can't do this to a man. This I smooth. can't fuck with this dude. Come on, man. <laughs> got, bitch is about to be all on him. He can't. I gotta." <laughs> I can't do this to him. This many hoes? Nah, I gotta go to him. Nah, else. nah, nah. I gotta go. This, my bad. I'm not trying to fuck up y'all little menage <laughs> or nothing like that. I apologize for even here. being here, honestly. Yeah, my, yo, my, I don't even got the right shoes on. My <laughs> my fault, sir. I mean, that's what I thought. Like, what I actually think is, yeah, some sort of like, the lice are like, they just get it as soon as it hits them. Soon as the pink lotion hits yeah. their skin. 
It's like immediate disintegration. Oh, so this is like an acidic thing where it's like their their armored bodies are their one weakness. It's sort of like in signs when those aliens that were creeping around, you find out that a glass of water is their one weakness. You're yeah, saying lice. fucking gremlins. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got dog. you. Exactly. All that olive oil to Cantu. Any, any Cantu product? Sure. <laughs> Just sending them straight to a Avengers little, Endgame. A little you know shea butter Ducks. moisture? Oh, no. Oh, Nothing. no. That's, it's over. That's our one weakness. Was that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start from the beginning. Because I, I have to assume that this is a conspiracy theory that you have long believed, that this is something you grew up with. Tell me about that. Uh, Yeah, I want to say, you know, my mom, this comes from my mom getting me ready for school. You know, from day one Mm -hmm. and somewhere around first or second grade, she's putting some pink lotion in my shit. It's like, yeah, you need this. Yeah. We can't, we don't get light. (laughs) And this why. And I, from that moment, I was like, oh, it's like, it's like a protective coating from whiteness. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a little shield, little glaze when I go out in them streets. I got you. A little saran wrap. A liquid saran wrap to help protect you from whatever might come your way. Yeah, lice or just general white thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Just anything that might penetrate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Could be an infestation. Could be uh, a man's opinion on broccoli in the way that it's meant to be cooked. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Mentioning uh, asparagus or like the concept of brunch. (laughs) <laughs> okay so you're saying all right this this pink lotion or or these hair products are the thing that that protects me i guess the question that immediately comes to mind because i had long presumed that black people just couldn't get it get lice period like lice didn't fuck um, with yeah. our hair are you saying that your mom as she presented it to you was without the pink lotion you are, in fact, vulnerable to the possibility of lice. It was a little bit of both. It was kind of like, we can't, but like, listen, you don't want to tempt fate. Right. Double down. I got you. You were vaccinated, but you still wore your mask. Yeah, exactly. Keep your mask on. Yeah, you keep your mask on. Yeah, throw some blue magic in there. Sure. <laughs> Here's some mask girl. Inside of your mask with some yeah, blue magic. <laughs> no way that COVID getting through. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I can't believe I haven't seen that on uh, Subway Creatures yet. A dude putting wave grease, putting pomade inside of his mask. <laughs> Just come out with a, a beard with waves and no disease. That's not disease a Disease at all. I'm saying. If you put pomade, you can use the same mask for seven days if you grease mm-hmm. the inside. <laughs> that protective layer is going to keep you safe. Okay, yeah. so so your mom is telling you this is like an additional level of protection. You are going to school. Are you then telling other people like, hey, y'all, FYI, we can't get lice. I hope you put your pink lotion on today because then we we especially can't. Or are you like, no, nah, this is our little secret. I ain't really going to put people on. Yeah, I kind of kept it, kept it to myself and just kept an eye on who got lice. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm just watching the boards every day. I'm checking in with the nurse every now and again. Like, hey, yeah. uh, 
Anybody come through here? What's up? What's 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 up with you lately? Hey, Miss Denise, uh, we got any <laughs> we got any, any new patients? Or? Yeah, yeah. What you what, what you do before lunch today? <laughs> yeah. Did you know anybody growing up that that got likes? Honestly, no. And I went to a pretty black elementary school. So, uh, oh, a black. Okay, so you it primarily was like, black people were were your peers. Yeah, it was like it would be like two or three white kids in my elementary school class. Damn, and none of them got lice. Yeah, no, nah, I think they got the herd immunity. Sure. <laughs> I think if if I'm understanding herd immunity correctly, at least in the original version of what herd immunity was meant to be, if you can get seventy percent of people to essentially make themselves like immune to this thing via quarantine exposure and or, or vaccination then everybody becomes safe because it's harder for the thing to to transfer i have to assume it, lice is similar that if you're in a school primarily filled with black people then they're essentially being made safe by the fact that there's nobody to help transfer this thing to them in the other direction bro it must be cuz i definitely like i said from the moment i heard it I'm looking around at everybody. Yeah. I need to know who's got what. What is this shit? Right. And it never came up. Damn. I think there was. You know what? Okay. So I did. I went to a whiter elementary school when I first heard this. And there might have been. I don't know if that kid got it. There was just one weird kid. Yeah. He was like, oh, he definitely got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but it was kind of just him. And then I went to a blacker elementary school in my neighborhood. It was like a reverse. I did both reverses. So at first, my I was getting bused to a whiter school. You know, it was like one of these fucking dumbass smart kid elementary schools. Some magnet where they, they yeah. oh, we're going to take him out of his neighborhood and show him the real world. It's like, fuck you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Then I was like, whatever. Then I did the reverse. The school in my neighborhood was also was another magnet school, but they was busting the white kids in. Mm, I got you. So, <laughs> so in this scenario, it was in your neighborhood and white people had to come visit for part of their day to, I guess, get a better education? I don't know how that works. Yeah, I mean, hey, they, they learn how to, uh, you know, duck school security and go across the street to the corner store, if, nice. if nothing else. Fuck yeah. That's a that's <laughs> a fair time. I'm not mad at that. It's, it's a, pretty chill. That's how you learn life skills in a different direction. For sure, man. You got to know how to, you know, move in a room full of vultures. <laughs> So nobody you knew growing up except for one weird kid ends up with lice. Except for one weird white kid who was white. Mm-hmm. Nobody else. Lice has never been a, a thing in my life. And was I it, only know a couple, like two niggas who got bed bugs. Yeah. So we, in a strange way, we've actually done an episode about bed bugs. Clark Jones came with a conspiracy theory that he thinks that mattress companies actually are developing and increasing the the amount of bed bugs, basically, so that they can keep selling more mattresses. mattress? Yeah. Oh, that makes a ton of sense. It does make a lot of sense. And I'm not high, and I still was like, uh, all right, I'm listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it, yeah, for sure. It's sort of, it all clicks together. That said, it is interesting 
that that same theory about like the hair grease and the oils that we use for our skin does not apply to other insects, right? Like we, black people are not above an infestation of certain kinds. We're just saying, it sounds like the the main theory is that the infestation doesn't really happen to your your person as much as it might happen to your items. Yeah, how come we haven't figured out how to stop roaches yet? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. I don't have Hold an on. answer, but it definitely is a, yeah, same. a legitimate question to be asking because it seems like with all of the the technological advances that have happened in the world, a lot of these infestations should have been ended a long time ago. Yeah, I let off a fucking EMP in my apartment. Hell yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Come on, dog. Yo, get these shits up out of here. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, let's let's electrocute these roaches. Like, sonically, Something. or whatever it is that an EMP yeah. is. I don't know, science. Yeah, guile, guile comes to your... It's a sonic boom. Yep. You have to hold back for two seconds and then forward punch. (laughs) Yeah, Gal comes to your crib. He he does that sonic boom. And then, you know, no more roaches. Yeah. Uh, Second conspiracy theory, Gal from Street Fighter is Puerto Rican. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a goddamn minute. What? (laughs) Come on. Why does his hair stick up? How does his hair stay up like that? He might be Dominican. Sure. He is not a white guy. That's not a regular white dude. That flag is red, white, and blue in a different format. Mm. The, stars, the, the stars and bars is not in the right place. God damn. Hey, if that's he's true. Been tan shit. I'll say this. If that's true. Well, that's how they get you. That's how they get you because this is he has long been positioned as sort of a an American hero, a, a traditional American hero, white guy, blonde hair, blue eyes. He's fighting for for your rights, citizen, like they used to, you click on that American flag for the location and it it just mm-hmm. felt like a goddamn American time. And it turns out mm-hmm. he's just a brave Puerto Rican fighting for our rights. Fighting for our rights because he don't got shit better to do, dog. No. Because he fucking, because they fired him from the fucking, you know what I'm saying, Magruder's mm-hmm. or whatever, you know what I'm saying, some grocery store's assistant manager. <laughs> and now he just, it was just, just trying to make the ends meet. I will say, if if he's Dominican, that does explain why he was always wearing that fifty cent tank top back in uh in. That's what I'm saying, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> you don't know no white dudes who dress like that. <laughs> Period. Just in a the 50 movie, cent tank top and some big old some big old cargos. Son in the boots. Come on, son. White dudes don't know how to, they. Yo, he was cuffing his jeans. His cargo, you know what I'm saying, camouflage pants in his jeans in yeah. 92, dog. Yeah, no, he put them inside. And that is a very uh, either, look, either he is Dominican and or Puerto Rican or or he's just from New York and grew up in one of those neighborhoods where, like, oh, you, okay, this just yeah. became the swag. But either way, they're not telling that side of his story. Yeah, they didn't mention they didn't mention he won two handball tournaments. either way his bodega man is calling him poppy and it doesn't matter (laughs) if it's legitimate poppy or an earned poppy he is poppy he is poppy and that is that is something that they leave out of the instructions when you open them you look at the manual of the game yeah and then when they made the fucking movie they made uh john jean claude van damme van damme that nigga's from brussels he's from brussels and he Not a even, martial artist. Did you know that? 
completely uh, faking Wait, no. martial arts. He For real? he was a dancer. Jean Claude Van Damme was a dancer who basically learned how to do high kicks and then uh, tricked a bunch of people into to believing he was a martial artist. And then later, I think he he kind of like sort of like backwards studied the shit. Well, I respect the jug in any capacity. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm, I'm currently trying to trick people into thinking I'm a WNBA analyst. <laughs> so God bless you, John. Sure. I, you know, I, I've learned from the greats. Analysts. Hey, man, I watch some games and I have opinions. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. I watch, I've watched more than six games in one season. <laughs> you said I know who 80% of the coaches in the leagues, you know, whole name. Yeah. Now Get you at me. listen. As far as I'm concerned, that's an analyst. You've pretty much earned Come the title on, in my book. I don't know if that works for ESPN, but it definitely works for uh, my mama. Told me the the podcast. Yeah, I'm never moving to Connecticut, but fuck yeah, fuck with me, dog. The Shaq is asleep. Yeah, in the back of these fucking TNT buildings, in between inside the NBA breaks. Yeah, he taking naps, dog. <laughs> I'm fully awake for these WNBA games. What the fuck? Come on, son. I love that. I fucking bought CBS Sports, Sportsnet or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm not even using my mom's passwords no more. Sure. Oh, my mom invested. told me, get off my passwords. Yeah. They should let you be an analyst just for that. You spent money on, on their products. Come on, son. Also, the price of WNBA League Pass, absurdly cheap. It's like 13 bucks for the year. Oh, wow. That's hard. It's thirteen bucks for the year. That's and that's disheartening as fuck. <laughs> you want to believe that they would at least charge, you know, a respectable number for for their uh, league pass, but nope, thirteen dollars sounds like they don't give a fuck 13, about them. Thirteen will get you the whole league, and it's also the only way you can watch the Indiana Fever. The Indiana Fever only exists online. It's like a virtual brand. Whoa! It's like you know what I'm saying. Let me ask you this. Are you uh, hugely invested in the Indiana Fever? I mean, not yet. I've been trying <laughs> to speak with the owner's group. Uh, they they haven't returned any of my calls or emails sure. or texts. I keep texting a landline. Yep. And that just keeps getting thrown back to my phone. They're but like, once I figure out the right number, I'm, yeah. Yeah, you're going to be an Indiana Fever man. I, I got a fever right now. <laughs> okay. I want to get back to this life. Can't, can't say that. I, don't I got a fever right now. <laughs> I I want to get back to this life because I am curious if you you feel like there's any correlation, and I know we've been talking a little bit about the COVID of it all, but there's any correlation to the way that Black people treated COVID in the beginning, much in the way that we're talking about life now. You know what I mean? Like there was those mm. that first like three months of COVID where it had not quite made it to the United States or even when it had, it was mostly in like white nursing homes in like Washington. And so we started to spread that theory that black people couldn't get it. And I wonder if you see any correlation there. I'm going to say yes, because I definitely was like, Feeling pretty black right now. I'm feeling good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, I was just taking <laughs> my own <laughs> internal stock. I'm like, all right. As long as I listen to Optimistic, mm-hmm. as long as I watch the uh, learning montage in House Party 2 <laughs> once or twice a week, sure. I should be straight. Yeah, I, I do remember 
like that first month and a half walking down the street and be like, hey, brother, say, Jack, <laughs> feeling good today? All right, oh, man. You know, you know, hey, you know me, man. You know I'm just staying up, staying, staying as as live as possible. Playboy. We there was just like a a warmth in the air around black people. We we're like, hey, you know, we good though. They whatever they about to go through, we straight. And, yeah, and that's and that is because of the blue shit that they put the combs and clippers in at the barbershop. shop. Mm. That blue shit just merely being in our presence mm-hmm. was enough. Mm. To to give us the confidence, you're saying to presume that life yeah. was not life and or COVID. Oh, that's both what I'm, of I'm these saying things. that is that's the barbersaw, the barberside shit. Yeah, that's a COVID thing. Mm-hmm. And you see, and then you see how things switched once they finally started closing the salons and barbershops. Whoa. Now we're not around the barbershop no on. more. Wait a goddamn minute. Uh, now Come you're going to have to articulate. This is, you're on something hot right now. The, I, I feel like this is a talk that talk kind of vibe. You just hit something Listen. I've never heard before, and I'm excited to hear it play out. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. I'm going to play some music underneath you. Jamel, talk that talk. Come on, man. You've been in a barbershop, you've been in the hair salon. That blue tub of shit in the corner that they put all them combs and all this shit, and they take the guards off the clippers. They all put it in there, and guess what? Everybody leaves and their shit is clean. Dirty niggas come in and get fucking fades every other day at the barbershop. And niggas be leaving clean, dog. That barber shit, it's like hood nigga. It's like a Bluetooth. It's like a router. It's connected to us and our mental and our our, our physical and our spirit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So once we're around it, the shit be having a straight, bro. It's like when you in fucking... Uh, it's like it's like when you hit home base. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can hit the refresh button. Yeah. Once you get it, you're with it. Yeah. When they took it from us, you see how things change. God damn. God shit. That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. <laughs> you know nothing about that. God damn. I had yeah, never drop a bomb, flex. I had never considered, even for a second, the possibility. That them taking our barbershops away from us and the the blue serums mm-hmm. that live in those barbershops potentially being the the cause of this increased outbreak that followed. It releases a slow invincibility essence to anyone. If you step in the building, right, you're good. You it's like those uh, Febreze plugins. It's sort of like exactly. it, just, it lives in the air for, for everybody nearby. And you're saying if you take away these plugins, these these not plugged in plugins, suddenly a bunch of us are susceptible in a way that we weren't previously. Come on, man. You never seen nobody refill it. Mm-hmm. You've never seen it move. You've actually never seen anybody put anything in it. No, either. I've never seen anyone refill it. And I've also never seen any of that liquid get any lower. Do you know what I mean? Like, presumably, exactly. stuff evaporates. Eventually, it, there's got to be a water component to it, which means the water will eventually, like, sort of, like, dry off and, and you know, become a part of the air. That's what I'm saying, nigga. Yeah. That shit is from the river sticks, nigga. That shit is not <laughs> of this earth, dog. That's why only authorized places get it. Whoa. And this... This protects us from COVID. This protects us from lice. This essentially is like a a life water, if you will, that we have access to and that the government is intentionally trying to keep us away from. 
because they don't even know where we got it from. Mm. So all they can do is close the barbershop. Right. It protects us from all that bull. It protects us from buying timeshares. <laughs> all that bullshit. Well, it's just like a mental lubrication as well as a physical uh, sort of like mm. saran wrap protector. Exactly. Exactly. Damn. The semen, it seeps all the way down. Golly. This is heavy shit. I just, I fucked my own head up with that one. What's wild is I don't even know what the blue stuff is. It's not like you go to a store and you, you walk down an aisle, even the ethnic hair care section. It's not like you go, oh, blue stuff. Oh, that's the blue stuff for the, the barbershop. Exactly. It's not in any Sally's Beauty Supply nah. anywhere. It's not in China. Nope. It's not, bro. Damn. I'm telling you. This is heavy shit. I we have a lot to think about. We <laughs> Jamel's dropping bombs out of nowhere about uh Barbicide that none of us had considered. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna be back with more Jamel Johnson and more my mama told me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. And we are back. Who says I'm gay? You are gay. 
<laughs> yeah, we're back here with more Jamel Johnson, more my mama told me. We're still talking about lice and the possibility that black people can't get it because of our hair products and the possibility that black people can't get it because of the barber side that lives in our barber shops and protects us always despite us not even knowing it. Here's what I want to do. I want to jump into some of the research that we have there. I did a, a mm. little bit of research on the subject of hair lice. You go to liceaunties.com? I did go to liceaunties.com. I, I was a little thrown by the name, if I'm being completely honest. It it was troubling to think that there are aunties out here focused entirely on lice. On lice, I know. They should probably, there's other things. Yeah, aunties. Like, maybe be fun aunts who, who don't come with bad news every fucking time I talk to you. You know somebody got lights down the block. Right. Yo, let's go bowling. <laughs> what you doing? Well, if you're familiar with lights, aunties, then I have to imagine you've you've looked up a little bit of information for yourself. It turns out that black people can, in fact, get head lights. This isn't some impossible thing for us. Although they do say, these lice aunties do tell us that it is a lot more difficult for black people to get head lice than it is for our white counterparts. Mm. It's hard. It's hard news to sort of take in. Yeah. It's hard news to process. Are you are you still in disbelief? Or are you like, no, I, I still want to hear more to know whether or not this is in fact true? I want to hear more, but I'd like to see the Carfax, obviously. Mm -hmm. Hey, show me, show me who then. Yep. Tell me where they at. Hell yeah. Give me that what Kelly town? Blue book. Give me the, the whole yeah. breakdown of the whole thing. Okay, so here's what I'll tell you. There was a 1985 study that shows that while about 10% of Caucasian children got lice, only about 0.03% of black children ended up getting lice. So, Yeah, man, and one of them kids was fucking Steve Martin in The Jerk. That don't count. <laughs> Sure. And that it does. It's an interesting, it's such a low percentage that it almost feels like you're basically saying almost no one. You know what I mean? Like you're 0.03%. That few people are actually getting lice. Eh, you might as well just be like, it's zero motherfuckers. It's just one weird kid who kind of has different hair or didn't put on any hair grease for the entirety of his life. Yeah, the one kid who came out with a blonde wig like Lil' Kim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, son. That only happened once. Sure. That's like the that's like when you see the Cheeto that look like Jesus, man. Right. This shit only happens once, man. It's a freak. It's not real. It's a freak situation. This isn't a real there's no real Jesus Cheeto. I'm imagining one black kid in a classroom of 30, mm -hmm. and he's the only black kid, and it's 30, it's 29 white kids, and 18 of these little fuckers got it. And they're like, hey, you want to play kickball with us? And he's like, no, nigga, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. And then just got it just off proximity. Sure. I think I think there is a really interesting factor here, too, of thinking about the the types of kids that probably end up getting lice. And I don't know how growing up, at least for me, I'm a, I'm a little more of a suburban kid. And there were those kids who didn't like being black. Like they worked really hard to like impress the white kids and be a part of the white groups and truly did everything they could to not 
like intermix with their black peers. It's like, yeah, that's probably the motherfucker that got lice. That makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah, come on, dude. You want to be the SEA president? Yeah. <laughs> you deserve lice. Uh, you're, come on, man. You're being <laughs> you a little, you're being, you know what you're doing. Yeah, man. You, what are you getting? Taco Lunchables? You know what you're doing. You in civics class writing about affirmative action? Yeah. Yo. <laughs> and not no, in a good son. way. Not in a promotional yeah, no. way of affirmative action. Yeah. You came to the you came to the Halloween sock hop dressed like Clarence Thomas. <laughs> hey, wait. <laughs> right, Clarence. And that's a great example. Clarence Thomas is probably the type of motherfucker that represents that point zero three percent. Man, finding out about Clarence Thomas was definitely a wild one. In in what sense? Just like, just that he sucked, you know uh, what I'm saying? sure. And he was down for the fall and yeah. all that shit like that. Because all I knew when I was little was like, oh, shit, we got a black judge? Oh, Whoa. that was you your know first. You I didn't know. That was your first then, learning of Clarence Thomas was him as a judge. Well, I guess, I guess just seeing him when he got confirmed, Supreme Court. Wow. You know what I'm saying? See, I'm my, like, my first, and maybe this is uh, just a very telling story about who my family was my first knowledge of clarence thomas came from him putting that pubic hair on the coke can yeah like the, the what Anita the fuck was that yeah my boy's freaky man he he's into some wild shit and that's bro you know od strange yeah and like i didn't know i didn't know what the fuck none of it was i'm just like oh we got one black dude in a robe that's lit and then i happened to meet a, his kid Played against my little brother. My little brother used to play AAU back in the day. Mm. And my dad was coaching. Shout out to the Metro Thunder. I don't know if they exist anymore. Mm-hmm. But we're at the it's Metro Thunder. They're playing the Fairfax Stars. Clarence Thomas's kid is in the game. And I'm like, oh, shit, is that? That's Holmes from the Rope. And I was just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> the and then, you know, I like, I dapped him up. He's also buff as shit. His son at is. At this time. Or He's Clarence, buff. Clarence Thomas is under that rope. Under that robe, this nigga is buff, bro. No fucking way is Clarence Thomas buff under that robe. Well, probably not now, but this was because this was like a smooth 15 years ago. But yeah, at the time, yeah. Holy shit. Buff Bagwell. This is new for me. I had no idea that Clarence Thomas was in there doing, you know what I mean? Like, you don't think that, I guess I'd never associate any judge with being sexy flexy, but I'm definitely not the most coony yeah. judge of all time. Yeah, you know, especially, but, you know, hey, I guess he, you know, that's his insurance plan for, you know, when the coonery backfires. Yeah, he's like, hey, call me a coon to my face, I'll beat your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all niggas talking real hot on the internet, but I'll fuck you up. (laughs) 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 Just Clarence Thomas ripping off his robe and having abs and fucking, like, biceps under there oh man it fucked my head up i come to school i tell the fucking you know the the history teacher government teacher i'm like you know what i'm saying well, what's his face clarence thomas just like you mean he's fucking the most wackest nigga on the planet and i'm like what are you talking about and then he's like yeah check this out and i was like oh shit pube in the coke can <laughs> uh anti-affirmative action he said what yeah and i was just like damn uh. clarence my boy don't even like having brown poops. He he hates being yeah. black in every Why? shape and form. Sad as shit. It's not great. Let's here's let's learn a little bit more about these lice though, because I was curious mm. 
specifically about your question, your element uh, that you added to this about the hair grease. Because as I mentioned before, my biggest question, or at least my, my belief as this started, was that Black people just couldn't get lice, that that just wasn't possible for us. And as it turns out, the lice, because of the shape and texture of Black people's hair on average, obviously Black hair is very different and and spans, you know, all kinds of diaspora, right? There, there's a shit ton of different kinds of black hair. But black pe- people's hair and texture in general tends to make it harder for the lice's grasping hooks to make their way around the hair shaft. And because lice basically crawl up and down the shaft as their mode of transportation and then stick their eggs, they literally like glue their eggs to the side of the hair follicles Oh. They have more trouble holding on to our shit and thus aren't able to lay their eggs, make their families, and procreate in our fucking scalps. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's what the fuck I'm talking about, man. It's pretty tight. It's an encouraging thing. Now, unfortunately, I'm mixed with the white devil. And so I uh, <laughs> presume that based on this information, I am at least slightly, if not substantially more susceptible to the possibility of lice than I maybe you are on the other side of this. this Your shit lay down crazy when it grows? Do you look like Matt Barnes? When you nah, see, I do out? have curly-ass hair, but it's it's less like Matt Barnes and more like Corbin Blue. Do you know what I mean? Like okay, it gets into, yeah. yeah. Out. Yeah. That you, can't, you couldn't just like finger wave it? No. It's like uh what was his name? Uh the motherfucker from um from American Idol that Kelly and uh what was the other oh, one? Oh yeah, from just Justin Guarini. Justin Guarini. I I get some Justin Guarini going. It's it's a little thicker than that, but you know, it's just it's it's a curl thing more than it is like a tight uh coil, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I will dude, say like... that and I just found this out. Justin Guarini, he's currently working right now. Little sweet. You the Dr. Pepper, the Dr. Yes. Pepper motherfucker. That's Justin Guarini this whole time. Yeah, what a hey, congratulations to you, Justin. That's a great bag. Cause they brought him back like three times. Yeah. Hey, you hey, he's taken. Yeah. They were like, Prince won't do it. Fine. We'll dress up American Idols number two, Justin Guarini. Yeah. No problem. We'll take one of Pinky's old wigs. <laughs> throw a headband on that. So he's doing fine, I think. I think he's doing he's doing better than I thought he would be. He's doing better than Ruben Studdard and Clay Aiken. Yeah, man, feel bad for Ruben because Ruben won one, dude. He got he got a clean one. Yeah, he God won one, but then he he had to make music afterwards, and that wasn't really his thing, as it turns out. It's true. I don't yeah, no follow, but sorry for two thousand four. Pretty good song. I personally, it was a rough school year for me being oh. one of the few fat niggas in school. <laughs> I was sorry for 2004 a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that, that song hit home in a way that you're like, I'm rooting for you, yeah. Ruben. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was fucking with it, but it was like, damn, you know. Damn. Here's some more information that I think is somewhat helpful for some of these conversations we're having. As it turns out, and this is contrary to your theory, this same study that I'm talking about does say that cultural use of oils and and greases and whatever else we put in our hair does not actually stop the lice from spreading. It's not like the lice are just uh, slipping off 
of our greasy ass heads. And it, part of the reason we use oils and we use grease in our hair, and this is more me speaking to some of our white listeners, is because black hair, because of its tight coiling, tends to not hold the oil the same way that white people's hair does, right? So like white people hair gets matted down in oil, which is why you motherfuckers need to wash your hair way more often. Black people's hair doesn't hold it the same. So you add oil basically because that oil tends to dry out faster in black hair. That makes I don't know why I'm saying it to you as if you don't understand. I mean, but true. And when you and if you got like a new short set, Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it just like if you get a little gleam, yep, off the top, yeah. it's like ooh, this shit. You feel like a, I feel like a new Lexus or something. Like I just came out the the body shop. Yeah, I remember watching that. Uh, I need a girl part two video and Loon would like uh, when he would dance around and he had that. That was back when they were doing them uh, perm shits and the weird yeah, like. Yeah. They were smoothing their hair down a lot. But man, when his hair would shine as he danced next to Diddy, I was like, God damn, you, you're it. a hero. That's the one, dog. Niggas been doing the same shit to their shit since the 20s, bro. Right. It's like, that 20 shit is crazy. The, the shit like the conk? silk head wrap area. Yeah. yeah. A fucking conk, dude. Yeah. Do you remember uh, the Waynes brothers that like, mm-hmm. they had that like shifty character? Yeah. He had a conk for like, he had a conk for like four seasons. Yeah. No, he, now he's on the Disney Channel. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> he was he was on Zach and Cody after he did the Wayans Brothers. It's truly that's a fascinating turn. <laughs> okay, I want to I want to bring up a few more elements to this conversation that I think are going to be useful to us. The CDC actually did a breakdown because one of the things that I wanted to know is like. Why is it that even if white people can get lice, why it sort of spreads so often in their community? And the CDC did a breakdown of uncommon transferences of lice. they dirty as shit? Well, that's it. Listen. Well, that's how they get you. That's not completely <laughs> off base. One of the things that they said was that lice can be transferred through wearing clothing of someone who's been infested, hats, scarves, coats. Sports uniforms, hair ribbons. It also can come from using infested combs, brushes, or towels and lying on bed, couch, pillow, carpet, or using, I guess, sharing stuffed animals of people who are recently infested. And one of the things that really stood out to me in this is the sharing of combs and brushes, which is something, and even hats and scarves is not something that I think is super common for black people. Yeah, not really. Kind of always had my own. I've never been like, yo, let me see your brush. Yeah. It it you know I rem- I remember as a young person feeling very I have mine, you have yours kind of vibes and I feel like that was something my mom had taught me right from the beginning that like, yo, you don't go sharing everybody's like comb and brush or whatever it is you need to get your hair to lay down. Yeah, hell no, dude. No, you can't see my fucking pick. (laughs) Yeah, it's a weird thing. It's like, it's no, I'm going to keep this in my head, and then you can keep yours in your head, and we all have separate heads. Yeah, super personal, dude. It's my fucking head, man. It's like a toothbrush. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, in a lot of ways it is. It's toothbrush level. Yeah. No way. You And you could see it. You Somebody takes their pick out, and it does. It has, like, little 
BDBs on it and, and yeah, grease. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, if I see your, yeah, dog, no. Yeah, that, it's a very, I think, a white thing to share a comb. And even I remember as a young person going to like stores, department stores and shit, and you not wanting to try on the hats because that felt like some sort of invasion of like privacy with another person or, or sort of a breaking of a, a social norm or a rule. Whereas, you know, if you watch fucking Clueless, they put on every hat that uh, that they could find and just... <laughs> Pass them to each other. Do I look cute? Yeah, I look cute. You look cute too. We're cute. Yeah, what about me now? (laughs) Just a very different, I think, cultural norm. And so subsequently, it at least implies the possibility that in sharing these hats and combs and scarves, I guess you can find yourself suddenly sharing the bugs that infest them. Motherfuckers sharing broccoli cheese soup in a bread bowl. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Getting lice. Nasty. You're nasty. You're nasty. And that's really what Jamel wants you to walk away hearing today is you motherfuckers are nasty. And that's the reason you got lice. Yeah, low-key nasty, dude. We are in our DNA, not nasty. Mm Mm-hmm. Generations from the jump. Yeah. From the foundation. Never been nasty. Yeah, I do think to some extent that, and I've I've theorized about this a few times before, I do think that there are just very different standards for the way that black and white people approach cleanliness. I think white people spend a lot of time thinking about cleanliness of the larger environment, right? Like the earth, Mm -hmm. that's where all these no littering campaigns come from and sort of like this idea of like mowing your lawns and sort of creating these pristine public spaces is very much, I think, a white standard of living. Whereas I think Black people put a little more priority in the cleanliness of their home in person. So it's like... Own ass. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm, I don't give a fuck if I litter out in the world, which is not a good thing. That's not something I'm saying is is right. But it is like but I'm never going to do that in my own fucking dwelling place where I sleep and shit. Yeah. And we know niggas can be dirty. I've seen an Instagram comedy sketch. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like <laughs> when you go to the girl's crib and her place is dirty. Yeah. I know what that feel like. Yeah. But they, them, they, they put the roaches on us. They was mad because we can't get lice. Right. And imported roaches in our crib. And so a lot of that shit, you can't even, you know what I'm saying? And that's the hard part, right, is that, like, with all infestations, it only takes one nasty motherfucker to turn it into everybody's problem. Whereas Mm -hmm. I think that if you create cultural norms that allow this thing to happen, you can find yourself where 10% of your population is sort of, like, dealing with this infestation because you just, you know, you're all sharing combs and fucking scarves i never once let my friend wear my do-rag not once in my life never came up never will nobody ever asked yeah yeah just doesn't come up dude hey nice dewey i need a new one (laughs) hey i'll go get one on my own what is that one of bow wows okay all right i'm gonna pick up one yeah yeah next time i go see akbibi and them i'm gonna go get me a three pack (laughs) of those not yours not yours that's not for me. One of the things that I wanted to make sure that I at least looked into, and I'll, I'll present this to you and then we'll, we'll take one more break. One of the things I was a little worried about 
was does this then imply this whole black people not being able to get lice that we also can't get crabs? Are black people somehow Ooh. immune to pubic lice? And as it turns out, those are not the same at all. <laughs> <laughs> they, got the, they got the hooks in a different place. Uh, they those hooks are, they got a real different energy <laughs> with their hooks. Them motherfuckers know how to climb in any environment. You know what I mean? They're not worried at all about the texture of your hair. Yeah, they pop the trunk on us immediately. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, y'all do okay, you doing that? Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got just a I got up, just fam? a thing for you, niggas. What's up? <laughs> yep, black people, you you're not immune. You you are pretty invincible to regular lice, but boy, oh boy, are you not immune to pubic lice. Crabs yeah. is a real problem that you can suffer hey, from. Listen, man, there's some things Barberside just can't deal with. Yep. And in fact, I have to presume that the chemical melding of Barberside and, and fuck nigga conversation actually makes crabs a lot more available and worse for, Whoa, for people in the Barbershop. <laughs> Once you say you don't eat pussy. Yep. It's like an 8% chance. Your chances raise yeah. daily. Yeah. Yeah. There's a <laughs> lot of problematic opinions that come from motherfuckers with crabs in a barbershop. So, you know. That makes a ton of sense. Whoever, the first dude to say they're excited for Cosby to go back on tour. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga got crabs. He got grabs. No, and that really should be that. how we treat those people is we just, <laughs> we start just pointing out not we stop spending all this time trying to correct their behavior and tell them like shame on you you shouldn't feel that way it's just like oh yeah yeah you got crabs go ahead yeah we have you down is yep with crabs yeah i have you marked uh -huh. okay <laughs> you're good over there um yeah no i'm i don't need anything from the store no nah, man yeah hey pick yourself up some crabs medication huh how about that yeah you for sure do that <laughs> Get some, get some wave grease for your pubes, please. All right. We're going to take one more break. We'll be back with more Jamel Johnson and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. 
We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. And we are back. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. Yeah, that, that, we're back. I For a second, I thought it was something else, but it ain't. I thought for sure I had a drop that was set up in a different way, but it was just the actual fucking song that... uh thought that, that was, was coming for us, dog. Hey, sometimes... You know, with all these drops, I try to play something that's going to be like a, a surprising turn on some of these things. But sometimes it's just a fucking, it's exactly what you want, you asked for. What is, what is it that I, you know, every rap song with real sirens in it scares me. I'm smoking weed in my car. Yeah. And then Fireman starts. Oh, boy. I'm like, oh, these things are behind me. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> It's just Lil Wayne. It's about just to look Lil a Wayne antagonizing poor people again with his uh, yeah his sirens. Niggas all like to ride around in '94 to 1998 Crown Vicks. Looks just like a cop car. I don't even like when Bobby Valentino used to go wee 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 <laughs> because nope, sounds like the police to me. <laughs> you got me, Bobby. <laughs> Yo. Hell yeah, I remember Bobby came to uh, Norfolk State homecoming one year. My friend went to Norfolk State. We were just like, God, this is the tiniest nigga in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, this nigga little. <laughs> this nigga's little as shit, bro. Oh my God. I love Bobby Valentino. Mostly in in that exact way. That just It's a, just a cutie pie trying his best. You know what I mean? Come on, man. A little guy in a, de- a full denim suit. Mm-hmm. Just just wanting to be a part of something real bad. Also, with the wet, dry curl. Yeah, the curl. Very popular in an era before Bobby Valentino came around. And then some reason. He looked like the the S-curl box. The man off the S-curl box. Yeah. And he was the size of the man on the S-curl box. uh, The box. Yeah. (laughs) To scale. (laughs) Okay. We're going to play a game. This is a. A brand new game, a game that I created just for you. It's a brand new game called Keep Ooh. Your Third Eye on the Ball. You trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? Keep your okay. third eye on the ball. And it's, this is a fun game where I am going to... I got inter- my baseball shit on. I'm ready. Okay. Yep. I see you. You're looking, you're looking very baseballed out. I don't know if, if that's a thing that people say. It probably is. It might be. It might it be. It could be. We're going to start it here. But what I'm going to do is introduce to you a number of professional athletes, famous athletes, who have come out in some way, shape, or form as conspiracy theorists. And what I would love for you to do 
is just unpack where you think these conspiracies come from, how much you believe them, if you think that this is grounded in some kind of logical sense, or if they're just talking fucking crazy. Does that make sense? Sounds good. I think I got it. Cool. So uh, let's start easy. This is a fun one, a nice, easy one, maybe the most famous conspiracy theory that came out of an athlete. Kyrie Irving famously came out as a flat earther a few years back. What do you think about Kyrie Irving and his flat earth theory? I mean, just because you're good at dribbling doesn't mean everywhere is flat, nigga. Come on. (laughs) I knew, like, I knew he was fucking around because that's just the, the, the next generation of NBA guys is all about, like, what is normal? Yeah. What is the 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 truth for real? Yep. But what if I? What if it wasn't? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know I, I mean, I will say that that I had a very, in a very weird way, I actually was front row to his announcement of Flat Earth. That like, <laughs> I ended up being at the All-Star game that year that he did that. Oh, yeah, I remember you told me. Yeah, Yeah, I was, like, doing some, you know, shoot, whatever, and they asked Kyrie, I guess he had already made the statement, but they asked Kyrie in person, like, yo, do you really think the Earth was flat? And he was like, yeah. And But, like, in a very, like, I'm fucking with you kind of way. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And then... They asked LeBron James, who was literally at the podium next to him, because that's how they set up all the all-star shit. It's just people like sitting next to each other with separate reporters. And they go, LeBron, did you hear that Kyrie thinks the earth is flat? And then LeBron turns to him and he goes, yo, Ree, you think the earth is flat? And he was like, yeah. (laughs) But like (laughs) they're both giggling and they're having a good time. It was a fun all-star weekend. And then you can tell the motherfucker doesn't actually think it's flat as much as he just liked playing the game wanted yeah i wanted to fuck with the press yeah but but had no idea like the the strength of his words Mm -hmm. just because twitter is so insane now he's just like you know i i'm gonna say something jokingly and the press is definitely gonna eat it up like it's a scoop Mm -hmm. and they're because they're crazy but then it turned into like now there's like a whole i think there's people who still think the earth is flat now yes there's quite a few it's it's a whole he, community of people that think that the earth is flat, and some of them are there because uh, their favorite ball handler said it. Like, if the earth is flat, why does the sun move around, bitch? I mean, I've heard many arguments for, for what that is. I think the some people believe that they're, the sun is moving around the flat surface, much like a, like essentially that we are sort of the opposite of that tray in the microwave. Do you know what I mean? That it'd be like the microwave is moving around us and we're the tray in the middle. What in the fuck? Hey, man, I didn't say I liked it. I'm just saying that's that's the argument I've heard. So does he just think the earth is thin? I, <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know if they think it's thin crust or deep dish, but I do know that they think it's flat at the top. So I don't, yeah, I got to look into that one. Thin crust earth? (laughs) Brooklyn style earth. (laughs) Okay, let's dig into another one. This this one's way less fun than that first one. Kurt Schilling. Mm. We're talking baseball. He's a baseball guy, I believe. But Kurt Schilling actually uh, came out and called some of those Parkland kids crisis actors. 
he uh, believed that some of the the people who were a part of one of the most terrifying school shootings in American history were faking it. What do you think about old Kurt Schilling and his his argument that they're crisis actors? Well, I just I just checked up on him. He's from Alaska, so mm. you know he's just a white guy who loves guns. Yeah, he just thinks guns c- can't be wrong. Yep. <laughs> My daddy liked guns. My brother liked guns. My mama liked guns. Guns, guns ain't never yeah, hurt nobody. Guns can't do nothing wrong. They never hurt nobody. <laughs> now these kids want to come around, act like a gun <laughs> got a hold of them somehow. <laughs> yeah, right. Like the gun blocked the doorway and pulled its gun penis <laughs> out. It made me feel yeah. uncomfortable. No, guns don't do that. No. Yeah, how could a gun shoot another gun? Mm-hmm. Guns don't have fingers. Wake up, sheeple. Guns don't have fingers. <laughs> I love that. Okay, let's do another one. This is a this is a fun one. Ronda Rousey did a podcast a few years ago where she argued that 9-11 was an inside job. She was asked if she believed it was an inside job, and Ronda Rousey said yes. She emphatically believes that 9-11 was an inside job. What are your thoughts on Ronda Rousey's inside job theory? Well, I just want to know who she thinks was inside. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I think it was an inside job, but I just don't know who was in the motherfucking house at the sure. time when it was inside. Okay, so you're with Rhonda on this one. You're like... A little bit. I mean, I, to say inside, like, I, you know, I think some niggas went rogue and, and, and did their thing with that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the setup is totally on us. Everybody know that. We fucking... We was throwing these niggas guns and tanks and shit and just like, uh, okay, bootleg any VHS you want and don't <laughs> and don't hit our line. Don't hit me. Don't right. hit me. Don't make eye contact with me. Just take all these, take all these bootleg copies of Dunstan checked in, flip those. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll get uh I don't know if you've seen Wire season two, but it's gonna be about the docks. Yep. So you could keep moving, you could keep moving the boy. Everybody's gonna be rhymed out. A lot of people don't love that season, but it's actually still a solid season. You should check it out. I think it's anyway. fantastic. You should check that out. Be cool. Yeah, I think it's great. Yep. I do think there's a level of legitimacy to what you're saying in that we did foster a lot of relationships with the people that ultimately did the thing, right? Like this wasn't like out of nowhere. A bunch of weirdos attacked us. It's like, no, these are literally the people that you armed and and built relationships with. And so in that way, that probably has like an inside job quality to it. I think Rhonda's suggesting that it was literally like planned by the U.S. government as like basically, I don't know exactly why, but that the U.S. government intentionally flew its own planes into our buildings. Well, see, it's like I feel that, but we just love money too much. Mm-hmm. And the the key to America and what America wants more than anything is to just keep getting money unopposed. Yep. With no interruptions, no breaks, unless it's a commercial break yeah. in a football game. You know what I'm saying? We don't need no other. Make sure the Jets fly across the stadium. No, no, no flaws. No nothing. Mm-hmm. We in and out. Need the trains running on time. Yep. I got some paper coming on. I got some bitches coming. <laughs> Cannot be late. 
It can't be late. I need this money right now. And I think in that way, I've always believed that I and I, I at least personally believe I don't believe that we flew our own planes into those buildings. But I do believe that once those planes flew into those buildings, a bunch of money motherfuckers put their heads together and went, how can we turn this into a profit? Yeah. that did not. We got to get this back. Exist? We got to get this back right now. Oh, yeah. shit. The money guys get back on defense quick. Oh, they they slap the floor when they get back like Duke yeah. plays. You know what I mean? <laughs> they putting up the Giannis wall, dog. We not uh, letting nothing through. We get get back, get back, baby. And they knew, like, of course, that's why they picked the World Trade Center because we had these niggas over for fucking, you know, summer cotillion. Mm-hmm. And they was like, oh, that's where the bread is. Yep. They like, oh, you're the greatest representation of your wealth. That's going down, baby. Yeah, we got you. We got you. We got y'all pegged right now. Let's do let's do two more. There are two more fun ones that I'd love to throw your way. Number one, and this is this is a pretty fun one, is Steph Curry actually uh, about two years ago got in trouble for saying that he believed the moon landing was fake. That he he was mm. on a podcast with Vince Carter. And Vince Carter, I think it was Vince Carter and Friends. I don't remember who was on the podcast, but he's on a podcast with ben, Vince Carter and basically am, admitted that he thinks that the moon landing was a complete fake. And then later he had to apologize because he's Steph Curry and holy moly don't uh, love when Steph Curry behaves that way. Yeah, you can't. You know what I'm saying? ABC, Disney ain't playing like that. No, not at all. What do you think, though, about Steph Curry's suggestion that there is a faked moon landing? Is there any legitimacy to it? And why do you think Steph Curry is saying that? I'm kind of fucking with him because, one, we never put shit up there. Mm-hmm. America is about getting dollars and, and making that shit move. And if we could send... 13, 14 sets of niggas to the moon. Why ain't it? It's not no McDonald's up there. Right. There's no athlete's foot up there. There's no fucking Wetzel's pretzels <laughs> up there. I got you. And I can remember because Fox, you know, they're not, they, they don't got the Disney hooks. I remember Fox did a conspiracy theory. Remember when Fox in the 90s was very about uncovering conspiracies? Mm-hmm. Here's the, the secret magician. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They was on all that type of shit. And they was like, here's why the moon landing's fake. Because how the fuck you even get out there? It's like nine layers of radiation. Wow. Like niggas don't know shit about and blah, blah, blah. And you could, and the lights and shit. And I also, and I, and I like that we faked it. Okay. Let me say that. Because at the time, you remember we was the space race with Russia and shit. So it's this, you're, we're like, it's a shouting match with us in Russia, and nobody knows what anybody's got. Yep. But everybody's ready to push the button. But we all know that, like, after World War II, like, niggas really got shit now mm-hmm. that could really end the world. So it's like, we like, damn, Russia really might jump back at us. What's the best way to get Russia to calm down? Beat them in the space race, because they care, because they're really trying to get out there. Let's just go to Burbank and shoot one, dog. <laughs> and I will say that, and I'm cautious about the way that I say this, but in support of what you're saying, I, I will say that there is a fair amount of evidence that the U.S. was well behind Russia in terms of their uh, preparation. Yeah, because they, 
they really smart, dog. Yeah, the Russians were way ahead of us. And that's part of why Operation Paperclip even happened in the first place. And Operation Paperclip being when we we basically took a bunch of Nazi scientists and allowed them to to basically make their way into the U.S. and become U.S. citizens for the sake mm. of using their developments in efforts for our our Cold War like sort of like defenses and then ultimately the space race. So like there is some evidence that even if those German scientists weren't able to save us, maybe a fake moon landing did. I'm telling you, JFK was looking around like, yo, y'all got Nazi niggas in here. <laughs> they already sent a dog up there, dog. We fucked, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't got shit except for 40 Nazis. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you niggas, dude? I hope he said it exactly like that. <laughs> I hope that's verbatim. I hope that's an exact quote from JFK yelling at his scientists. All we got <laughs> is a bunch is 40 Nazis. What the fuck is wrong with you niggas? Is is an exact quote from JFK. <laughs> this shit is dumb as hell. I'm calling Ed Sullivan. We going to Burbank. <laughs> And we're just going to film one because they don't even got TV. They We figured out how to make our shit swaggy. And so that's how we, we beat them on some Bugs Bunny shit. That's perfect. M- one last person for you to to <sighs> dig into. Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush of, oh. of uh, USC fame and later uh, a Heisman trophy that they took back from him. Reggie Bush has recently come out as an anti-vaxxer. He's not into vaccines. He's not he's not going to get vaccinated. What are your thoughts? Where do you think this is coming from for old Reggie Bush? Well, this is just coming from playing football. There's just something about (laughs) the football, the football player's mind, because it's about the sport. The coaches always tell you, you got to give 120 Mm percent. You have to give all of your body. Mm -hmm. You have to give everything you have. And so if you want to be really good at football, you're thinking like, man, like, what if I get this vax and like, now I can't run an out route. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, these niggas really are really like, if I get the vax, now I can't fucking, now I can't break tackles no more. What's going to happen sure. to me? Sure. This vax might fuck up my CTE and I'll be reasonable in a way that I, I can't be <laughs> yeah. for football. I can't be. Nah. What do you mean I'm not going to? Yell at my wife anymore. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not going to be able to take advantage of my brain damage to give another man brain damage. That seems what? absurd. What are you talking about? What do, you, what do you mean I was on two seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians? <laughs> <laughs> I never even met that lady. Yeah, huh? <laughs> well, Jamel, I think we did it. I think we did the thing. This was a lovely yep. episode and, and a, a joy. Could you tell the people at home where they can find you, what cool shit you have going on? Look, you can find me a thousand places because none of my uh, names online are connected in any way. Mm -hmm. It's Broccoli House on Instagram, okay? I don't sell weed anymore. (laughs) Kept the name. At Broccoli House. Nonprofit comic on Twitter. Also, at Soccer Niggas. Keep in mind, it's Gold Cup time. It's a big soccer year. Mm -hmm. Euros, we... Hey, Bakayo Saka, we stand with you. Marcus Rashford on the other time, oh, he's a fucking tosser. Fuck you, Marcus Rashford. But them other two niggas, you good with me. Yep. And so on and so forth. Oh, and uh, uh, NBA Storytime is uh, it's a, it's a Blue Wire project, and I'm the host. Also, uh, at Airbuds, if you want to hear the rest of uh, uh, Langston's All-Star Game tales, <laughs> at least the ones he told us, 
There's the one in the archives with yeah, our yeah. guy Langston on the on the Airbuds at Airbuds Pod on everything. And uh, yeah, it's Jamel Johnson. It's spelled like it sounds. Hell yeah! And Marcus Rashford is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Marcus Rashford. I don't. Re- and I. Uh, yeah. I don't know nothing about <laughs> you. I got nothing to contribute for why fuck you. But my man say you suck. And and as far as I'm concerned, he's right. It's team allegiances, okay? And it's everything. I actually, we love your community service work <laughs> and the uh, outreach I don't. Uh, work you've been I don't. doing. Fuck those kids and fuck you, Marcus Rashford. Fuck it's, the communities look, you just, serve. I, I hope they all burn along with you, Marcus Rashford. <laughs> I just, I like Arsenal. I didn't mean for any communities to get burned down. <laughs> Marcus, uh, if you email us, we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman on on everything. And please like, subscribe, do whatever it is you're supposed to do to podcasts. And if you want to send us shit, your theories, your your opinions, your pushback against the horrific things that we say, please send them to mm. mymamapod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Otherwise, bye, bitch. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.